So this is an update from 2021 on September 11th. Uh, welcome. I'm glad you stopped by and um, I uh, hope you enjoyed the sentiments that I'm sharing in this episode, in this chat about my experience with 9-11. I don't know if you were around already or aware of it, or maybe you were a child and um, you have some memory of this, but if you were um, big enough to remember, you probably do remember where you were and what you were doing when you found out about this. Um, it's something that I think shook us all up and uh, made us realize a lot of things. And of course, there was a lot of tragedy and suffer suffering that came from it, uh, as well as lessons. And the lessons that we can learn from it. Uh, the post that I posted on Instagram, I liked because it had a quote that I came across uh, from somebody who was directly impacted by this, uh, definitely. And um, I felt that it had the right message uh, for us to learn from beyond being angry, beyond um, you know, just being affected by it, right? So the message that I am talking about is a quote from Sandy Dow, who was the wife of the Flight 93 pilot, Jason Dow, and she said, quote, if we learn nothing else from this tragedy, we learn that life is short and there is no time for hate. End of quote. I want to add a couple of words here. Um, it is now 2023, September of 2023, which is 22 years after these attacks on the World Trade Center in New York City. And those of us definitely who lived through that time, I'm sure it affected all of us uh, in a deep way. Each person individually in a different way. Um, and of course, other things have been happening around the world. Um, and at the same time, it's kind of like a, a marker of a change. Um, and I just saw somebody reflecting on this uh, on social media, actually, recently, and they pointed out how a lot of, like, this, I don't know, innocence, something about realizing the vulnerabilities and things like that, that... Um, made us just different, you know? And I remember that day. And I'm going to stick with my reflections from the prior um, prior time that I recorded this. Um, and they pretty much cover uh, this the 
feelings that I wanted to share. And um, I wrote just a few words about this um, in the description now. I've updated it just to add a, a kind of a current view of, uh, of this event. So here we are 22 years after the horrifying event and the wounds are deep. The shining light are the people who in the face of terror and despair showed such empathy and selflessness and strength to help others and even sacrifice knowingly for others. Thank you for your shining light. We hope it will light the way for our humanity so lacking the spirit of kindness unity and understanding that ultimately as a human race we are all in this together and i'd like to add a minute of silence for all those who perished during the 9-11 attacks This is Fire Chat with Morella podcast. Life and real estate tips and hacks because it's about life until it's about real estate. Grab a tea, coffee or hot chocolate and let's chat. How's the market? Hot real estate news, pro tips, interviews, insights and fun facts for balance and empowerment, including mindfulness meditation and food for thought Sundays. Welcome, and do subscribe to Fire Chat with Marilla podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. Thank you, and thanks for listening. Hello, hello, hello. This is Marilla Kale, your location gal, and you're on my podcast, Fire Chat with Marilla. Welcome. Well, today is um, September 11th. 2020 and uh, it's an anniversary unfortunately (laughs) of the uh, the attacks on the Twin Towers in New York City um, on September 11th 2001 so I think living in these uncertain times right now it's um, perhaps giving us uh, more resilience to face a memory like this and um, of course remember and commemorate all those lives that were changed forever 
lives that were lost forever and just the fabric of our consciousness I think as a society was changed forever back then so this is one of those moments that I think no matter what you were doing or where you were you're gonna remember for years to come you know even though it's uh, it's been 19 years so um, I just kind of um, I guess wanted to remember those times you know the, the day and the days that followed because it affected so many people um, and uh, whether directly or indirectly in many ways so on that day I remember our little TV that was also an alarm clock actually turned turned on and um, the news channel was on and um, I think this um, the alarm had been set at some point but um, I remember I was already up and getting ready and um, I caught um, the picture on the TV of the Twin Tower and of course this was um, I believe this was the second plane that had just gone gone into the tower and um, I turned on the, the the volume because I was very confused by what I was seeing I, I, I you know I knew this was a, a news channel but I thought you know my brain went all over the place like what is this <laughs> you know what is actually happening is this actually happening right now so uh, yeah it was a very disturbing confusing um, sad terrifying moment you know to see that and then the news people trying to <laughs> gather their thoughts you know just to try to make sense of this um, and then just I remember this dreadful feeling of just <laughs> doomsday feeling you know like is this like are we under attack I mean it felt so incredibly um, threatening and I remember this feeling of like total vulnerability like I thought we were not protected by anyone because when they started reporting um, other planes going down and um, things being damaged and they weren't sure how many planes were involved and how many locations and what was going to happen I mean they were able to 
ground all the planes within a very short time. In fact, I found a very cool timeline. Cool, I don't know if you can call it cool. It's, again, it's uh, horrifying and pure evil to even, you know, think about the execution of all this. But on the other hand, there were some things that were done very quickly when you think about the enormity of and the scale of what was going on <clears throat> to bring all these planes, you know, to land them all and uh, make sure that the danger was minimized was huge. And so I found this, this uh, timeline it's, uh, I think it's uh, Encyclopedia Britannica website, and it actually talks about the timeline. So, um, yeah, it was, it was terrifying. It was, it was something other than I think if you've experienced it, I'm sure it's, it's terrifying and you know a lot of people knew somebody or were involved somehow in this tragedy um, and uh, <coughs> I just remember you know when it was happening I was actually able to watch the news and one thing after another I mean um, when that first tower collapsed, I mean, it started collapsing again. <laughs> um, the reporters were trying to grasp what was happening and report on it at the same time. And uh, it was so shocking and just puzzling and, and out of this world, kind of the times we're living in right now, which is, you know, we're getting slapped with something new every day. but. Not to that extent, luckily, I guess, for for most people. However, there are some crazy tragedies going on these days right now with people, you know, having to evacuate. Five, some 500,000 people had to evacuate in Oregon right now because of the wildfires. Um, that was reported by ABC News. I just saw that yesterday, and then in California, I mean, here in the Bay Area, we have very unhealthy air, and um, so, um, yeah, but, you know, we, we're resilient, we'll, we'll get through this, and it'll be all right, you know, we'll get through all this, but back then, um, I just, I remember, you know, that, that feeling of like, what could we possibly do? And like, really just feeling like something could just fall out of the sky at any time. Some plane could just crash wherever you were at the moment, you know. And, uh, but that feeling of total vulnerability, I think that came from the fact that I just couldn't understand how those planes could make it, you know, into uh, 
New York City like this without somebody stopping or, you know, I don't know, uh, being right on their tail at least, you know, but I understand there was some, uh, other things going on at the same time with, um, the military having their exercises at the same time. And of course there is lots of different theories and things out there, you know, which I don't want to go into at all. I'm just kind of sticking to the the actual experience of that time. And then, you know, once I remember once I um we found out about the second tower and uh just saw the pictures the the live feed, you know, with all the ashes falling and people running and just just awful awful images terrifying images from there and um, reports on all the other attacks and the damage that was done it was unreal you know it was something unreal to live through and um, yeah so that's something that's very memorable hard to forget and we shouldn't forget you know like everybody says remember Always remember, never forget, right? With all the people who lost their lives and all the first responders that, you know, were running up the stairs when everybody was running down the stairs. I I keep thinking of them and um, how many more people they actually helped save and they saved them. And um, there were little, you know, so many heroic, you know, acts and people risking their lives and really helping out, you know, with all their might and everything they had in them. So that was very admirable that people did that. But um, on a personal note, I, uh, the closest person that I knew of that was actually unfortunately affected by this very directly was a friend of mine whose um, uh, niece's husband um, was there at that time was working in one of the towers I can't remember which one but um, he was only in his 30s and they had two little kids at the time and I remember she was very close with uh, with that couple you know with her niece and him and the kids and so they were terrified but hopeful for a couple of days when people were trying to retrace um, each other and find people you know and I remember there was um like a little glimmer of hope at some point she told me that um, somebody said they may have had seen him um, going down the stairs because he was on I believe on one of the top floors and so they had uh, like this glimmer of hope um, for several days and you know they were hanging on to that tightly 
unfortunately they found out it wasn't so um and um that was the last they knew of him so um yeah that was really really difficult that was tough tough to go through um i really felt for my friend and um what she had to go through with this and and um but she was there for her family and the rest of her family was very supportive so um they were able to somehow come to terms with this so uh yeah definitely that was a tremendous um tremendous impact on many people's lives what happened on that day um so i found this timeline and i think it's um i want to read some of it i don't know if i'm gonna read all of it but i think it's a a good um description of the events that happened so um, it's on the um, Britannica.com website and I'll put in the link if you'd like to look it up so uh, if you're spiritual you know you can um, I don't know say prayer or just meditate or sit in silence you know for all the people that were involved and perished during this horrible event 19 years ago today okay all times listed are eastern daylight time at 7 59 a.m american airlines flight 11 departs from Boston's Logan International Airport bound for Los Angeles. Aboard are 11 crew members and 81 passengers, including five hijackers. 8.14 a.m. United Airlines Flight 175 takes off from Boston, headed for Los Angeles. Aboard are nine crew members and 56 passengers, including five hijackers. 8.14 a.m. Flight 11 has its final routine communication with air traffic controllers. 16 seconds later, controllers instruct the pilot to increase the plane's altitude. However, there is no response, and all subsequent messages are unanswered. Investigators believe the plane is hijacked around this time. 8.19 a.m. A flight attendant on flight 11 alerts American Airlines that the plane has been hijacked. She reports that the cockpit is not answering and that the hijackers reportedly have a bomb. In addition, two other flight attendants and the passengers have been stabbed. The passengers later determined to be Daniel Lewin 
formerly served in the Israeli military, and it is thought that he tried to stop the hijacking. Some speculate that he was the first victim of the attacks. 8.20 a.m. American Airlines Flight 77 departs from Dallas International Airport near Washington, D.C., bound for Los Angeles. The plane is carrying six crew members and 58 passengers, including five hijackers. Before boarding, three of the terrorists had set off the metal detectors when going through security, but all passed subsequent inspections. 8.21 a.m. The transponder on flight 11 is turned off, making it difficult for air traffic controllers to monitor its course. 8.24 a.m. Mistakenly broadcasting over the air traffic control channel instead of the public address system, flight 11 hijacker Mohammed Atta, who is piloting the plane, announces, quote, we have some planes, just stay quiet and you'll be okay. We are returning to the airport, end of quote. This was soon followed by, quote, nobody move, everything will be okay. If you try to make any moves, you'll endanger yourself and the airplane. Just stay quiet, end of quote. 8.37 a.m., air traffic controllers at Boston's Logan Airport alert the U.S. military's Northeast Air Defense Sector. 8.42 a.m. Flight 175 makes its last communication with air traffic controllers, reporting that during takeoff it heard a, quote, suspicious transmission, end of quote, from another airplane, later determined to be Flight 11. Around this time, Flight 175 is hijacked, and some five minutes later, its transporter code is changed. 8.42 a.m. United Airlines Flight 93 departs from New York International Airport in New Jersey, headed to San Francisco. Aboard are seven crew members and 37 passengers, including four hijackers. At this point, no aircraft has been notified that Flight 11 has been hijacked. 8.44 a.m. A second flight attendant on Flight 11 is on the phone with air officials and reports that the plane is in rapid descent, in quotation marks, and that it is flying, quote, way too low, end of quote. The call then abruptly ends. 8.46 a.m. Two military jets are ordered to depart from Otis Air National Guard Base in Cape Cod, headed to New York. 8.46.40 a.m. Hijackers on Flight 11 fly the airplane into the North Tower of the World Trade Center in New York City. The impact occurs between floors 93 and 99. The crash instantly kills hundreds including all those on board. Almost immediately, emergency responders are sent to the building. 
8.51 a.m. Flight 175 changes from its assigned altitude and repeated efforts by air traffic controllers to contact the plane are unsuccessful. 8.51 a.m. Flight 77 has its last routine radio communication. It is believed the plane is hijacked shortly thereafter. 8.52 a.m. A flight attendant on flight 175 calls United Airlines and informs officials that the plane has been hijacked and that both pilots are dead. During this time, passengers are also phoning friends and family. Passenger calls will provide inform important information about the hijackings in subsequent investigations. 8.54 a.m. Flight 77 heads south from its assigned path, and two minutes later, hijackers turn off the plane's transponder. Efforts to contact the aircraft are unsuccessful. 8.55 a.m. U.S. President George W. Bush, who has arrived at an elementary school in Sarasota, Florida, is told that a plane has struck the World Trade Center, though details are uncertain. 8.58 a.m. Flight 175 sets a, cor a course for New York City. 9 a.m. The Public Authority Police Department orders the evacuation of all civilians in the World Trade Center complex. 9 a.m. A passenger on Flight 175 contacts his father for the second time that morning and reportedly tells him, quote, I think they intend to go to Chicago or some place and fly into a building. Don't worry, Dad. If it happens, it'll be very fast. End of quote. 9.03.11 a.m. Flight 175 crashes into the South Tower of the World Trade Center, striking between floors 77 and 85. 9.05 a.m. President Bush, who is reading to schoolchildren in a classroom, is told by his chief of staff, Andrew Card, that a second plane has struck the World Trade Center and that, quote, America is under attack, end of quote. 9.24 a.m. Flight 93 is notified by a United Dispatcher that two planes have flown into the World Trade Center. Two minutes later, the pilot asks the dispatcher to confirm the message. 9.25 a.m. The Federal Aviation Administration bars all civil aircraft in the United States from taking off. 9.21 a.m. Hijackers on Flight 93 attack the cockpit. Quote, Mayday, end of quote, is declared over radio transmission and sounds of a physical struggle are heard. On another transmission, seconds later, someone yells, quote, get out of here, end of quote. 9.32 a.m. Controllers at Dallas observe an airplane traveling at a, quote, high rate of speed, end of quote. Two minutes later, officials at Ronald Reagan Washington National Airport alert the Secret Service of a plane 
later determined to be Flight 77 headed in the direction of the White House. 9.32 a.m. A hijacker on Flight 93 announces, quote, Ladies and gentlemen, hear the captain. Please sit down, keep remaining sitting. We have a bomb on board, so sit, end of quote. Passengers begin making phone calls and they learn about the World Trade Center. 9.36 a.m. U.S. Vice President Dick Cheney is evacuated to the Presidential Emergency Operations Center, which is located under the White House. 9.37.46 a.m. Flight 77 hits the Pentagon in Virginia with the throttle set to a maximum power. In addition to all those on the plane, 125 people on the ground, 125 people on the ground and in the building are ultimately killed. 9.41 a.m. The transporter from Flight 93 is turned off. 9.42 a.m. The FA orders all 4,546 civil aircraft flying in the U.S. airspace to land. 9.55 a.m. President Bush departs Florida on Air Force One. Although the initial plan had been to return to Washington, D.C., safety and other concerns result in a change of destination to an Air Force base in Louisiana. 9.57 a.m. Following a vote, passengers aboard Flight 93 rushed the cockpit in an attempt to retake the plane. Despite a hijacker rolling the aircraft from side to side and later up and down, the passengers continued to batter at the cockpit door. 9.55 a.m. The South Tower collapses. 10 a.m. All members of New York's fire department are ordered to evacuate the North Tower while many begin leaving, some do not hear the order, while others are unaware of its urgency. More than 400 emergency responders are ultimately killed in the World Trade Center attacks. 10.02 a.m. With the passengers apparently close to breaching the cockpit door on Flight 93, the hijackers decide to, quote, put it down, end of quote, and begin a sharp descent. During this time, the plane rolls upside down. Subsequent audio recordings have led some to believe that the passengers managed to get inside the cockpit and struggle over the controls. 10.03 a.m. Flight 93 crashes in a field near Shanksville, Pennsylvania, killing everyone on board. The plane would have reached Washington, D.C., its suspected destination, in about 20 minutes. 10.24 a.m. All transatlantic flights headed to the United States are diverted to Canada. 10.28 a.m. The North Tower collapses. In total, more than 2,700 people die at the World Trade Center complex. 11.02 a.m. New York Mayor Rudy Giuliani orders the evacuation of Lower Manhattan. 12.16 p.m. U.S. airspace is clear after the last plane lands. 1.04 p.m. After landing at Barksdale Air Force Base in Louisiana, 
President Bush vows to, quote, hunt down and punish those responsible, end of quote. Osama bin Laden, founder of the militant Islamist organization, Al-Qaeda, is already suspected of being behind the attacks. 1.48 p.m. Air Force One departs Louisiana, headed for outfit Air Force Base in Nebraska, where the president will stay until 4.30 p.m. when he leaves for Washington, D.C. 5.20 p.m. Seven World Trade Center collapses, though no deaths are reported. 6.54 p.m. President Bush arrives back at the White House. 8.30 p.m. President Bush addresses the nation. During the speech, he announces that terrorist attacks, quote, terrorist attacks can shake the foundations of our biggest buildings, but they cannot touch the foundation of America. These acts shatter steel, but they cannot dent the steel of American resolve. I think that's a good statement to hear. Especially, especially for these times also that we are uh, in right now. It's a good time for reflection already. Stay informed, be well, and be kind. I'll talk to you soon. Ciao. Thank you for listening. This has been a production of Do You Eve Media. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved. Hello, hello, hello. This is Marella Keo, your location gal and the host of Fire Chat with Marella podcast. Welcome. I'm so glad you stopped by. It's all about you guys. I'm here for you. I'm Marella and I am here to help you navigate whatever your next move may be. Life throws us curveballs and sometimes plans even do work out quite perfectly. Whatever your goals are in real estate, your story is the most important. What is the next chapter of your life story? Where do you see yourself? How soon do you want to get there? What do you need to write it and make it a reality? Let's go over your options, needs and wants and come up with the best plan together. More about me? I'm obsessed with mirrors, Paris, everything Italian, teapots and sleighs. When I'm not busy mapping out and executing the best real estate solutions for my clients, doing open houses and searching for dream homes, I enjoy podcasting, making YouTube videos, cooking for my husband and me, it's easy as we are now empty nesters, learning something new, watching movies or comedy shows, checking in with friends and family, mindfulness, meditation, and of course, writing. I am the author of Waiting for Good. Tune in and enjoy.